Hello, welcome to the podcast. My name is Charlie Jacobs. Today is Thursday, February 9th, and currently at a 6.42 p.m. Eastern Time. Today, I'm going to talk about the NBA trade deadline and all the trades that happened because it was pretty crazy, one of the more crazier deadlines I've seen in years. And yeah, let's start. First off, with the Kyrie Irving trade, it was a couple days ago. But it was still huge. Kyrie gets to go play with Luka after he requests the trade and refuses to play for the Nets. And now Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, and that 2029 first-round pick, plus some second-round picks, are back with the Nets. Finney-Smith and Dinwiddie are both very solid role players. And the Nets were looking to maybe flip Dinwiddie at the deadline, even though they didn't. They're making their Nets debut tonight in about a little less than an hour. Um, Finney-Smith and Dinwiddie... Would have if they could have stayed on the Mavericks. That would obviously have been best case scenario, but that didn't work like that. And now Kyrie Irving is gonna play with Luca soon. Kyrie had his Mavericks debut last night. He looked pretty solid and twenty four points. And now Kyrie is going on to play with Luca when Luca's healthy. Next up, there's a couple trades like Dwayne Demon, Kessler Edwards. Not really very. Big trades, and then you get to the three-team trade with Russell Westbrook. So Westbrook goes to the Jazz and the 2027 first-round pick from the Lakers, which is one which is very valuable to a lot of teams because down the line with how everything with LeBron and taking over the team and trading for AD, giving up all those picks, and then trading for Westbrook, giving up all those picks. Now the Lakers, it looks like in 2027, they would have... As of now, it seems like they'd have good lottery odds unless they make some crazy trades. And trading that pick away just gives Danny Ainge another pick to work with. Uh, Westbrook to the Jazz, and he might be he's likely going to get bought out, probably going to sign with the Clippers or the Bulls, hopefully try to chase a ring if he goes to the Clippers. Um, Minnesota was in there. They got three seconds, which is okay. They also got Mike Conley. He's back with Rudy Gobert up in Minnesota. But... Uh, that that could be better for them. Might be worse. We have to see. And then the Lakers got D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and Jared Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt, I I love Vanderbilt going into the deadline. I thought he was personally. I thought he was going to go to the Celtics, even though that didn't happen. Vanderbilt's only twenty three. Malik Beasley's young too. D'Angelo Russell's young. And Russell, even though he struggled at the beginning of the season, started has been starting to pick it up recently. Malik Beasley off the bench, he's been a lights out shooter for the Jazz this year from three point from three point land. He's been great. And the Lakers getting rid of Westbrook, it replaces them. It gives them um it gives them more shooting in their starting lineup and more spacing. So now LeBron could go to work work more in the mid areas, so so can Anthony Davis, and they don't have Westbrook just calling for the ball. Just to go up and shoot a bad shot. Next up, Knicks sending Cam Reddish to the Blazers and getting Josh Hart. Uh, they also the Knicks also sent the 2023 lottery protected first round pick, which has um, which if it isn't in the lottery, then it turns into four second round picks, something like that. But Josh Hart, he's he's a solid player, solid defender. Cam Reddish is also a wing. Both are wings. Hart's a little bit shorter than Reddish, but. Tom Thibodeau doesn't like to play Reddish. I'm a Knicks fan, and this trade, to me, it's... We actually we traded a player that we don't use, and now the Knicks get back someone that they actually can use and could make an impact if the Knicks are trying to make a nice playoff push because they're hovering around the 7-7 seed right now. 
and who knows what's going to happen with the Nets falling off, or if they stay the same with the trades they made and with Cam Johnson, Cam Thomas's emergence. And next trade, Jakob Pertl going to the Raptors. Everyone thought the Raptors were going to be sellers at this deadline, but all they did was buy. They they got Jakob Pertl, traded away first round pick twenty twenty four. And they bring Pirtle back after they traded him away in the Kawhi Leonard trade. But the Raptors are about are like 12th or 13th in the East right now. They have, they're struggling this season. And to trade for another big man when they already have a lot of bigs on their roster. A little bit confusing in my opinion. And, and it, I think they should have been sellers, but whatever. And next trade, the big trade that everyone's talking about is overnight Kevin Durant and TJ Warren traded to the Nets. For Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder, four first-round picks, all unprotected, and the 2028 pick swap. Kevin Durant, he didn't specifically say he requested a trade after Kyrie was traded, but in the offseason, the, the Suns were talking to the Nets about getting KD, and now with Devin Booker being back, Durant's going to be back after the All-Star break. Uh, it feel, It's another way of just... It feels like they're trying to get Chris Paul a ring, but at the same time, have a good stretch. They got to keep DeAndre Aiden and TJ Warren is a piece not a lot of people are talking about because Warren a couple of years ago when he was in the bubble he was awesome. Then he got hurt. But the one the one problem is with giving up what they gave up. The Suns before this deal didn't have the best depth and now it's even worse. So the Suns are really have to be really heavy on that starting lineup, especially when because the starting lineup would be Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant. TJ Warren and DeAndre Aiden now, and that's a really, really, really strong starting lineup. But the bench, when some of those guys are resting, needs to take over. Next up, the Celtics getting Mike Muscala, trading away Justin Jackson and a couple second round picks to the Thunder. Muscala, he's shooting thirty nine percent from three this year. The Celtics off the bench when when Horford and Robert Williams are both healthy. They don't really have a great big man. Grant Williams, he is 6'8", but he plays more power forward. And he's not really guarding centers. Who, he's not really guarding the 7-foot-tall guys. So even though Muscala is even though Muscala is not, always, not necessarily the best defender or anything, he's a really good shooter, and it helps the Celtics with a, with a more reliable big man off the bench than Luke Cornett. Next up, the Lakers, the Lakers trading for Thomas Bryant. The Lakers trading away Thomas Bryant and getting three second round picks. Thomas Bryant, he's had a, he's a he's a solid player. He's had a solid season, but and the Nuggets, what they needed most was a backup center because DeAndre or DeAndre Jordan's not good enough to for them, and they have title ambitions this year. They want a backup center who could come in when Jokic is taking a rest and put up quality minutes rather than thirty whatever year old DeAndre Jordan. Next trade, the three-team trade between the Blazers, Sixers, and Hornets. The Hornets got two second-round picks and Mike Halleck, which is really nothing. The Sixers getting Jalen McDaniels is a little bit surprising. I thought the thought I thought the Hornets would keep Jalen McDaniels because he's young and he's up and coming in a way, and he's he's all around. He's improving his game every year. But the Blazers getting Matisse Thybulle finally getting a defensive a defensive player, huge trick. Huge trade for the Blazers, in my opinion. And now they have someone who could come in, play defense, because in Philly, he was never he was not he was not great on the offensive side of the ball, but when he was in there on defense, he's made two defensive all teams, 
all-team defensive player. He's a two-time all-team defensive player, and he's still very young. Next, another three-team deal was between the Nets, Pacers, and Bucks. The Bucks get Jay Crowder, who the Nets just flipped, and the Pacers get Ibaka, Nwora, George Hill. Nets got a couple second-round picks. Pacers also get some some second-round picks. Jay Crowder, he's, after the playoffs last year and the start of this year, not been very great, but very inconsistent, and not what he was the year the Suns were on their title run. But if he could step it up with Giannis there and play some quality defensive minutes and get in everyone's face and just be a, be a pain, that could work for the Bucs. Um, Jordan Wara is a young player, and whenever he plays, he it looks like he's always got something to him. He's one of those guys who doesn't always get his opportunity, but when he does, he shows that he knows how to play basketball, and he's... And he could be a and he could be a solid role player for a team that needs him. And the Pacers, it, it feels like he'd be a good fit for the Pacers, who are a younger team rebuilding, and especially just after drafting Matherin and trading for Tyrese last year, they have a bright future ahead of them. Next up, the Clippers trading for Bones Highland for the Nuggets, two second round picks to get Bones Highland. Bones Highland uh, on the Nuggets, he was the backup point guard. And now he's with the Clippers. The Clippers have needed, really needed a point guard. Uh, they traded for him. They also traded for Eric Gordon, which was also... Clippers was, Clippers feel like they're going all in, getting point guards, because their point guard play and just their guard play overall. They could, there's, there's one night where they'll play like three specific guards, not, not named Paul George, and then the next night they'll play none of them and still put up... Still, have those guards put up similar numbers. Now they have someone who could always, who could come off the bench or start and play some good minutes, and he's a good passer. He could facilitate with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard on the court with him. Uh, next up, the three-team deal between the Warriors, Pistons, and Hawks. Hawks getting Sadiq Bay. Sadiq Bay, young, tall, big wing, kind of what the Hawks need, but in a way similar, kind of similar to John Collins, who again didn't get traded. Pistons getting James Wiseman, adding to their top five, top five picks, top five players picks in the last five years, with Bagley being traded to them last year. Wiseman still young, still project. Warriors got Kevin Knox. Some second round picks really doesn't mean much because because they traded Kevin Knox later on. Or no, they got Kevin Knox, and yeah. Then, then the next deal was the Lakers and the Magic, Mo Bamba for Patrick Beverly. This deal, it it replaces, it takes away Pat, Pat Bev, who's always a veteran in the locker room. He was excited to have D'Lo, to be on a team again with D'Lo, even though he gets traded right after he says that. And now D'Lo's going to run the guard, run guard, and Mo Bamba now, is kind of replacing Thomas's Thomas Bryant's spot. Uh, then, then as I mentioned about Eric Gordon to the Clippers, the three team deal is sending Danny Green to the Rockets. Uh, to the Clippers, Clippers get Eric Gordon, and the Memphis Grizzlies getting Luke Kennard. Kennard is in his career so far; he's been a over forty percent three point shooter. Great for the Grizzlies, who just keep getting just getting more shooting, getting more younger players. Um, Eric Gordon, it really shows that the Clippers are in win-now mode. He's been on the block for a couple years, and he finally gets there. He finally gets traded. Danny Green to the Rockets, just 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 to make the deal work. 
And the Pelicans traded for Josh Richardson, giving up Devontae Graham. Graham wasn't always the best fit for the Pelicans with what they're trying to build. A little, very inconsistent. Richardson hopefully could bring more consistency to that team. Another trade I did miss, which Kevin Knox did get flipped, and the Warriors bring back Gary Payton. Gary Payton was a huge part of their title run last year. He even played center in one game, which is kind of fun. But Payton, great defender. He's healthy now. And the Warriors are just hoping he could be one of those guys who knows the system and could help fill in a little bit, at least until at least until Curry gets back, and help out just all around and be that guy who knows who knows the team. And, yeah. Another trade was Darius, ba- Darius Baisley to the Suns. The Suns kind of adding a little bit, little bit of depth because of giving up Bridges, Cam Johnson, and Jay Crowder. This hopefully gives them a little bit more depth. And ba- Baisley's still young. They get rid of the Darius Arch 10 mil contract. They get rid of a second round pick, but still something. That's just a quick quick recap of what I think of the trade deadline. Just going back, I think I still think the Kevin Durant trade is kind of crazy. I think that if they if the Nets waited until the offseason, they could have gotten more for KD. They could have gotten maybe more picks, but because it feels like this deal, even though it is a very good deal for the for the Nets, I guess it feels like they couldn't have gotten more. The Suns did this perfectly because if everyone's healthy and everyone stays healthy, that team could go on and win the title because the West is still wide open, even with all the trades to trades of players from the East to the West and the trades from lower teams in the West, uh, the better teams in the West, it's going to be very competitive. And KD and Kyrie both switching conferences and all around just all of the trades that happened today and with injuries here and it's it's going to be a really fun playoffs when especially with the west cuz there's multiple teams that could have paths to the championship at, to the championships to the NBA championship and the trade deadline and after all these trades there's more teams that just jumped right in there and changed some of the perspectives of how people are viewing some of these teams especially the suns um thank you again for listening uh Have a good one. Have a good night. Charlie Jacobs, thank you.